Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Baylor winning last night against Auburn in a back-and-forth game. Fran Fraschilla many times said it was Christmas for him. Ashley Hodge, of course, covers... Baylor men's basketball like a blanket joins us on 365 Sports. We're going to also discuss the Big 12 teams, too. Ashley, uh, uh, best, I guess, opponent that Scott Drew has faced in the opening round in a long, long time. Your takeaway from the win and how they came back to do it. Yeah. First of all, thanks for having me on. I, I think it was everything the coaching staff wanted from that game. They faced adversity. You know, they got uh, – blitzed by a, a quality opponent in the first half and, and showed a lot of toughness and grit to come back from that adversity and, and end up winning the game. Uh, so they put their guys in pressure moments. They got to see what the team would be like without Ray J. Dennis because he was in foul trouble. And I think uh, Jaden Nunn did an outstanding job taking care of the ball and help leading that comeback. So I think it, it gave you everything you wanted. Uh, it gave Jacoby Walter and Eve Missy a taste of what, uh, you know, big-time college basketball is all about. And I would say they, they passed the test with flying colors, uh, especially Jacoby, who played great both halves. And, and then Eve had a terrific uh, end of the game that uh, really helped uh, elevate Baylor's opportunity to win that. Ashley, I would say that skill set-wise, this team is built more like 2021 than the last two years have been. Uh and they've got a guy who can steal the ball, clearly. Uh, they've got maybe more presence down low, although they're, they're probably never going to have a Mark Vidal again because that, that's just a, a different species of basketball player. Uh, but they, and they have, a, they have guys who can score all over the place. Is that a fair comparison? Yeah, I, I, I actually think they're more like the team two years ago that James Akinjo-led team that was – 15-0 and 0 to start the season and crushed Villanova and looked like they were headed towards, you know, another potential bite at the apple, so to speak, or a national championship run. And then injuries just kind of decimated that team with uh, with LJ Cryer and then James Akinjo dealing with that hip pointer and 
And then uh, you had um, Jonathan's obviously terrible injury that, that took him down. Uh, so I, Matthew Meyer was banged up. So I, so I think it's more like that team, you know, just because that team had a lot of length and a lot of athleticism and wasn't as good uh, of, of a shooting team as the national championship team. But I do think it's like that national championship team in this regard. I, I think they have the competitive uh, will to win. And I think this was the first glimpse of that. You know, I've, I've seen that uh, in the scrimmages against the vets and, and from reports from their two, you know, secret scrimmages, I, I think they're highly competitive. And, and I just think they're going to be a really tough out for anybody. And, and I think it's a, a good sign that they were able to, you know, really get some separation from Auburn down the stretch, a, a really good Auburn team in my opinion. I think, I think Auburn has a chance to win the SEC. Ashley, I don't think that uh, Jacoby Walters' performance was, was any surprise to you as closely as you, you follow the program, but, you know, he really burst on the scene, made a statement last night. Uh, what's just kind of the conversation been like in the buildup to, to finally being able to to see him out there in, in a game? And, um, you know, how, how special are we talking here? I mean, when it comes to his skill set and just how he fits into the grand scheme of things that, that Scott Drew likes to do. Well, I, I think what makes him special is his humility. I think if you spend any time around his parents, you see where it comes from. You know, I've heard stories. Uh, I probably relayed them on podcasts or maybe even talked to you guys about it. I can't remember. But, you know, stories of like after practice is over, he's the one going around picking up trash, uh, picking up water bottles and, and dirty towels. And, and they're like, hey, we got GAs for this. He's like, I can do it. You know, it's, it, I mean, he just has like no entitlement. Uh, very humble. It comes across the way he plays, you know, it, it was a quiet 28. I mean, you just, you know, he, he wasn't, he doesn't call a lot of attention to himself. He just plays hard, keeps his nose down, does his job, takes efficient shots. Uh, you know, I think he's going to have ups and downs like most freshmen as, as teams scout him, they're going to make him more and more a focus of trying to stop him uh, because he's already proven himself to be, you know, kind of the, the key scorer for Baylor. But, uh, you know, I think he's going to have a terrific season and, he may go down as the best freshman in Baylor history. Yeah, and, and it seems like, isn't it all about guards, 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 and they have different type of them, and they all have a little bit of that blank in their neck. It looks like some of them would not be afraid to maybe cut somebody. I mean that in basketball terms. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a good description. You know, I think, um, I guess it starts with two guys that are, you know, from, you know, Chicago, Michigan area and, and uh, Ray J. Dennis and Jaden Dunn. Uh, Ray J., you know, had a pretty disastrous first half as far as turnovers, uh, but he took good shots and he, and he made key shots. Obviously, that three to tie it up was, was a huge shot. Um, so he just, you know, very calm and composed. And, and I don't think you're going to have a, a game where he turns it over more than five times the rest of the season. That was a tough matchup out of the gate. You know, a little bit of an adjustment, you know, to the uh, the big time athleticism that he's going to be facing. Uh, but I think, you know, the fact that he missed the Gonzaga scrimmage with a bruised knee probably played into, you know, that bad first half. But he was really good when the game was on the line, and, and he made great decisions, and uh, you know, really made the plays from a scoring standpoint that helped, you know, Baylor win that one. With Eden's Missy, I was, you know, when you hear a guy reclassifying, it, it's kind of one of two things: either he's just that good, or you know, he's good enough, but the like get to college and get the red shirt, get the protein shakes and the weightlifting going and see what happens. But he is certainly the first part where he's, he's just that good uh, and, and ready to go. Although I know they'll probably bring him on a little slower than maybe fans want. Yeah. I mean, that first half I was like, 
where is the ease that I that I'm expecting here? He didn't he didn't do much. Got got some fouls. I think he turned it over. You know, just just wasn't what I'd seen in practice and, and what I'd seen in scrimmage situations. Uh, but he sure turned that around in the second half. You know, I think he ends up with ten points. You know, had a couple dunks, a couple really key block shots. You know, made his free throws. Very efficient. I mean, he's he's a game changer. He's a guy that. I think if you give him the proper amount of minutes, I mean, he may be a double-double machine by the end of the year. Uh, just very twitchy, athletic, incredible ball, you know, body control, and highly intelligent. Uh, he's a complete package, and I think Baylor fans are going to be excited to see uh, what he looks like in March. Ashley, what are your thoughts on uh, Sanford Pentagon as, as a venue and, and especially for an early season matchup like this? Man, I love that, Jim. I, you know, I didn't go this year, but I did, I did last year. And obviously Baylor and Scott Drew love it too. They're two and zero with a two nine point deficits to good teams and able to come back and win both those games. But uh, you know, I think it's just you know it's really cool this time of year. As you know, you, you watch these games and they're they're in these NBA arenas and there's like twenty percent capacity. It just feels kind of funny, you know, especially given you know two really high quality opponents. And that place, you know, it's packed. I mean, you're, you're, you feel like it's a high school gym, you know, basically type of feel. Uh, 3,000, you know, 2,900, something like that is what is the capacity. But, I mean, you feel like it's a big-time atmosphere. You know, the, place, the places are full. The crowds are into it. You know, it just, it just has the feel of a really great uh, big-time college basketball game. All right, so Ashley, we know that Kansas is loaded. We know Texas has what they have, and they have some good transfers. Uh, I mean – Big ones, too. Good ones, too. Baylor has got some good ones. Uh, who are, in your opinion, the, 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 the three or four, if there are more than that, teams to beat to win the Big 12 regular season title? Well, I, I think Kansas, obviously, because of their ability to go undefeated at home or, or only drop one, is always going to be in the conversation. You know, Bill Self has a lot of skins on the wall. Uh, but, you know, they, they don't have a lot of depth. And, and I am very curious to see how Hunter Dickinson does in these high ball screens and, and you know, can he be effective, um, you know, because he's, he's not the best defender in the world. So I think there's teams that can take advantage of him. So that, that'll be an interesting dynamic to watch play out. Illinois certainly did when they had an exhibition game against them. But, uh, you know, I'd say Houston, uh, you know, is, is going to be up there. But, but if you're looking for dark horses, I really think Iowa State and TCU are two teams that uh, could really surprise people this year. You know, I, I know I, I'm a little down on Texas's roster. I don't I don't think they're going to be in the hunt. Um, I'm a little skeptical of Houston too. Uh, you know, I just don't know how the adjustment will happen for them in year one. But I but I do think Iowa State and TCU have quality rosters, and and I think they're two teams to watch. My my th- my thought on Houston. Other than, like, Texas has Mac Aismas, and we'll see how, how that changes everything. But my thought on Houston is they're probably going to be really, really good, but people will forget about them because they won't be 28-2. and two. They're going to be <laughs> – because they're going to lose games that they – playing against yeah. harder teams. Yeah, I, I, no doubt. I, I mean, it's kind of like Texas and Houston are more built like Baylor was last year. And we, we saw the issues with the smaller guards. And, I mean, these coaches are so good. They're, they're just able to take advantage of mismatches. So when you're starting, you know, or playing two or three guards that are 
six foot, six foot one and under. I mean, there's some teams out there, including Baylor, that can really take advantage of that. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, personnel is, is always important, especially defensively. And, and I really like the way Baylor's constructed this year. I think they're more like the team two years ago and even like a Connecticut last year. I mean, they just have that length, athleticism and depth that you need to make a, a big run in March. You're no stranger to Texas Tech's new head coach, given the Baylor ties there. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech makes their debut tonight with Grant McCaslin. Just what are your, your thoughts on, you know, that uh, the start of that tenure and uh, what he's going to bring to the Red Raiders? Well, he's a great coach. He, he's a scary coach, really. I mean, he's he's got uh, a track record for putting some of the best defenses out, out there and uh, very hard-nosed. I, I, I think that – they're going to be really good in the backcourt. I think they their backcourt's uh, you know tough, uh, starting with Papa Isaacs and and then Joe Tussaud transfer from West Virginia. Uh, they got some players in the backcourt, and and then they got Cambridge from Arizona State. But that's where I think they'll struggle. I think I don't think they have the quality size to do more than finish middle of the pack in the in the Big Twelve this year. Um, but I, I think Grant's going to have them you know really competitive, and that's going to be a, a hellish place to go get a win. Uh, Lubbock. Uh, this year and probably every year going forward. Is this the toughest non-conference schedule that Scott Drew has put together uh, among many that have been really, really good? Yeah, I, I think back to that year where they first got they, they got their first number one ranking, you know, the King McClure, Ish Wainwright, uh, Jonathan Motley team. You know, those guys uh, played Louisville and that – a tournament, you know, down in the Bahamas. They played Michigan State. They played BCU. They had Xavier at home, who was a top ten team that year. Oregon, who was a top ten team that year. Uh, so that one probably is in the conversation. Uh, and they and they passed all those tests. I mean, they were undefeated going to West Virginia once Big Twelve uh, play started. Uh, but this one is is unique because, I mean, obviously Duke is is going to be you know, preseason top top five. Michigan State, before they lost to James Madison, was a preseason top five. You know, and then, of course, the Auburn game is tough. And then you go to that, you know, tournament in uh, Brooklyn where you might get Florida. Uh, Florida's got a really good roster. So so I think it's up there. Um, but I might give the nod to that um, 2017 non-conference schedule just because they, they played so many great teams that year. Ashley, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Baylor winning against Auburn. Obviously, the Big 12 will be really good. This has been a Rogue Media Network 